Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape, where we discuss a new mix each and every week. My name is Michael. I'm the king of the world! <laughs> and I'm RJ. Uh, so are, is, is RJ holding you? I feel like I could fly! <laughs> Am I the Titanic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that RJ's going to paint you like one of his French girls. Um, he just takes pictures. He can't. <laughs> but I mean, really, if you know, Titanic took place today, he'd just be taking nudes of her. I'm know, like, but... can I just see your baguette? <laughs> <laughs> you want some deal dipping? Bend sauce? over and let me see them croissants. You know what I'm <laughs> His balls are croissants. No. He said croissants plural. No, no. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the most accurate pastry you... to describe it. <laughs> No, no, macarons. <laughs> what kind of Danish is your testicles? <laughs> oh, that's the new segment we're doing. Well, sometimes they're raspberry Danishes, but <laughs> My, mine are those lemon tarts. Ooh, mm. a lemon pastry is fantastic. <gasps> yeah, but he just ruined them for me. Now, I'm thinking about balls. Yeah, musty. I'd still eat it. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> the balls of the pastry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if, the ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. if the balls are in the pastry, if, if the balls, the balls the pastry, fits. yeah. So much I love lemon. Look, I haven't had a lemon pastry in a while, so <laughs> <laughs> I've only had fucking artificial fake sugar yeah, yeah. for months now. <laughs> Catch me on the right day when I need my fix. Yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever to get that lemon. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Good lemon bar, key mm. lime bars. Ooh, mm. Man. yeah. Julian's pastry, patisserie. Pa- What's it called? Pastry shop? I don't speak wee-wee. Patisserie? I don't speak wee-wee. Well, the, the candy shop, oh, yes, <laughs> our old work, had the best key lime bars. And I was mm. always like, nah, I love lemon bars. I'm not going to try this shit. And then I had it. I was like, okay, yeah, fuck straight, lemon bars. Straight fire. <laughs> Lemons can go to hell. So good. Yeah, pastries in general. You know. Oh, God. I wanted a muffin so bad the other day for no reason. Mm. I haven't had a muffin for years. Yeah. No, like probably like a year. Mm. A double chocolate muffin? No, lemon poppy seed. Oh, those are good. Yeah. Do you like blackberries, Devin? Yeah. Forgot I was supposed to bring a tasty treat for you. Oh. Is it is it a Danish in the shape of your balls? It, it's like a, is it jam? There's just literally like <laughs> pubes in it. Pube um, jam? It's a uh, it's a I black fucked this ba- jam. <laughs> <laughs> it's artisanal. <laughs> It has a little Asian zing in it. Um, no, it's, sour sauce. It's like a blackberry <laughs> no, <fish> uh, sauce. <laughs> like a, a blackberry bar, like a crumble bar or something like that. Ooh. Somebody at my ma- work made it. And she's like, do you like them? And I'm like, they're delicious. So she brought the rest of the pan in and she just let it sit in the walk. And she's like, guys, eat them. I have to get rid of them. I'm throwing them away. I was like, I'm going to bring home some for Devin. And I, I really yeah. don't trust home baked goods unless I know the person. Oh, I don't care. No, it's it's it's. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. You can put whatever you want. It's not like a germ it. thing. It's just like I've had just so many shitty things made by people that I'm just like, this yeah. is a waste of my time. Eat I, your fucking dude. shitty cookies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck your cookies. Yeah, I, I could go to the store and get cookies? nice cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my friend's coffee shop started doing like uh, uh, just cookies in house. Normal chocolate chip cookies. You yeah. ever throw it back at him. Fuck <laughs> 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 bullshit. I'm gonna get some chips ahoy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I like I didn't know that they made them at first, and it's 
it's such a good cookie, but it's nothing special, and it's mm-hmm. just that it doesn't taste like a normal, like store bought cookie. That's the only thing because it's just a chocolate chip cookie. You can't make like, oh my god, this is the best chocolate chip cookie. Sometimes it's like, I'm like, it tastes too healthy. No, no, this is just a normal unhealthy chocolate chip cookie like okay. no like matcha seeds or whatever in it i don't think that's a thing <laughs> just mixing words now. matcha seeds no kom- kombucha crumbles <laughs> yeah. but uh it's it's so good and it's like i eat it every like once a weekend and i'm like there's nothing special about this it's just a cookie yeah but i like it so much mm. but yeah people's home ba- homemade shit if they're there like in front of them i probably won't eat it yeah, fuck because your Because I don't want to be like, oh, this is shit. Fuck your shitty yeah. tray of hard like no. baked brownies. Yeah. Burnt ass, yeah. gross ass, flour tasting ass, piece was, of shit brownies. Yeah. When I was there, I'd be like, fuck your brownies. I go to Leatherby's. It's down the street, bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's there. You think I'm poor? You think I can't afford a brownie? <laughs> Who do you think I am? <laughs> As I'm sitting in the corner eating all the brownies, but they didn't like them, so I'm gonna finish them. Like, yeah, they're not that fuck. great, but I eat them all. So one of my coworkers ate one of these blackberry bar things, and he's just like, "This is gross," and like spit it back out. And I'm like, "Why don't you like it?" He's like, "I don't know. It just tastes gross." I was like, first off, do you like blackberries?" He's like, "No, I hate fruit." I'm like, "Then why eat it?" He's That's like, "Oh no, it tasted like it sounded good in my head." I'm like, "That's why you don't like it because you don't like blackberries." Yeah, you're dumb. Yeah. Did you eat it out of the trash? Eat it out of his I, mouth. He spit it out and I caught it before it hit the ground. Oh, you like, don't like Asian. it? You don't like it? Baby bird it to me then. No, no, no. Come I'm on. so quick because I'm Asian. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, I'm, I'm in joke. No, with my mouth. Oh, yeah. Devin reached out with his hand and said, snatch it. I was oh, like, no, it's with my mouth. You disguise yourself as the trash can. You're like ninja costume. I'm just going to throw this away in the trash can. I'm like, throw it in this one. Throw it in this one. <laughs> trash can si- smiles silently. Yes. Arjun's too happy to be Oscar. He can't be hanging in the trash. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Oscar the Sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, in Sesame Street, they look over for him to say something mean. And they're like, why isn't he coming out? Well, it's because he's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I think I heard a fart come out of that trash can. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so today on the podcast, episode 48, uh, it's my mix. Uh, it's titled, Hello, My Fellow Youths. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah. It's the only Robin Williams impression I get. <laughs> um, so this mix is a little bit of a collection of either a new single that I liked or a hot new artist that I liked or a hot new album that I liked. Now, did you consult the youths on this one? Uh, or... I don't know any youths. Okay. <laughs> Did you try to disguise yourself as a youth on, like, Reddit message boards? <laughs> I don't even think that's where the youths go. I think that's all 30-somethings. The last time I talked to a, a real youth, they were talking to me about Jeffree Star. And I was like, you don't know Jeffree Star. Oh. I know Jeffree oh, Star. You mean the makeup artist, <laughs> Jeffree Star? <laughs> no. The weird guy that sings weird songs. That Dustin loves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paints his face like a maniac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so no, I did not uh, go undercover as a high school student with the youths. <laughs> or like that Steve Buscemi meme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they would. I'd be a narc. 
They'd be yeah. real quick. You should have 21 Jump Street for uh, making mixtapes. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've got to find the perfect mix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, I've been, uh, this is a, technically a part one of this mix. I have a part two of this mm-hmm. mix. Okay. Um, and they are completely different. Okay. Uh, so this one is kind of a collection of some, you know, some variation of hip hop that's popular. Um and the 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 other one's a completely different variation of hip hop but all popular. So yeah, oh. we'll get to that one eventually. Okay. Um well, still hip hop. Still hip hop. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh, curious about the music scene in general right now. Um like the different stages or the different uh genres of music for the youths mm-hmm. like it, like i i'm more familiar with like the uh like punk and hardcore scene right now because i stumbled upon some music then i talked to one of the kids i worked with um and he showed me some bands i think i showed you that band kind eyes out of sacramento oh yeah and like i'm blown away by the hardcore that they're latching on to mm-hmm. like they're latching on to this very specific late 80s early 90s hardcore like yeah. tough guy hardcore but making it good mm-hmm. and i never thought that would happen i never thought metal would start pulling from corn and slipknot style new metal <laughs> yeah and making that good yeah you know so i'm curious about the other genres because i've heard a little bit of like new indie stuff that you don't hear on the radio mm-hmm. that i really like uh but i don't know where it's coming from I don't know who's listening to it, and I don't know how they're finding out about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, with hip-hop, it seems like we've kind of talked about that. Like, there's a very obvious influence of a couple of people recently. Yeah. Like, whether it's the Odd Future guys or the Aesop guys or uh, Future or Young Thug. Like, there's a very obvious, or Drake, a very obvious influence, or one of the guys that's on here. Uh, mm-hmm. into a lot of mainstream hip-hop. But the thing is, is it, like, normally to me that would turn me off because I would just think, like, oh, it just sounds generic, right? It yeah. just sounds like everything else, which there is those people. Like, I don't – are you guys familiar with Kodak Black? Never listened to his music. I know who he is, though. Yeah, it's just, like, it's generic to me. Like, it doesn't sound okay. like anything special. Uh, he looks interesting. Um, Didn't but, Trump pardon him? I think so, yeah. It was some rapper that he pardoned. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, like so. Um, but I am, I am going. I have kind of no idea about your guys' favorites, least favorites. Um, oh, yeah, I'm. I'm curious what you. <laughs> so I'm gonna what kinda, you think? Kind of take a wild guess at. This. Yeah. Um, all right, RJ. Yes. So I'm gonna guess that your favorite song. I'm gonna go safe on this. Your favorite song and favorite artist is two. Okay. And your least favorite song is four. Yeah. Okay. Two, four, two. Least favorite four. Okay. Yeah. I yeah I could sign. I think I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. For that's RJ. my safe bet. He might surprise me, but that's my safe mm-hmm. bet. <laughs> I hope he surprises me. Two, four, two. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what I would pick for RJ. Also. Now, Devin, I'm gonna guess. Uh, oh, man, this is hard. Devin's a wild card for me on this one. <laughs> uh, honestly, it was a wild card for me too. This one was, it, it, uh, yeah, yeah. For Devin, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go safe as well and go one three one. Favorite song one three. Okay, all right. Okay, so two four two one three one. 
All right. My safe bet. I hope you guys surprise me. All right. <laughs> um, Interesting. Any yeah. thoughts going into the mix? Uh, well, we into it? Uh, I hadn't heard any of these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if RJ had. So I feel like with those mixtapes, I always look forward to them more. Oh, like I, yeah. I get built up by it. when Whenever anybody shows me something I've never heard of before or something that I've heard the name of that I've never listened to, I get excited. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, what's this going to be about? I've heard, you know, some of the features and then I've heard Brockhampton. I haven't heard that album mm-hmm. or I hadn't heard that album at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was excited going into it because of that. Nice. Yeah. Our chisel. Um, I've heard of a uh, ASAP rock. E. No, just ASAP rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I've, I've haven't heard necessarily all. I haven't heard many of these artists. Yeah. Plus or minus. Um, but then I, I knew the J. Cole one, um, his new album that just came out. So I've heard the song already. But besides the other ones, I didn't really know the songs. Yeah. And I, I would assume <clears throat> a lot of them you had at least heard the name. Like it's like, oh, yes. I've well, seen I that don't, name. I, don't, some. I, I, I know a lot of their featuring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know them, but I don't know who the other ones are. Yeah. yeah, I think there was only one of them that I hadn't heard the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only one that I hadn't heard the name of, um, but all, none of the songs I had listened to before. Nice. Yeah. All right, so let's get into Hello, My Fellow Youths. Uh, starting off, track number one, we've got Bankroll by Brockhampton featuring Asa Baraki and Asa Ferg um, off of the new album Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine. Track number four coming at three minutes and 22 seconds. Uh, RJ, you'll love this. Brockhampton is an American hip-hop boy band. Yeah. Founded nice. in 2010 <laughs> as Alice Forever. Back. All right. <laughs> uh, in San Marcos, Texas. Uh, in 2014, the band rebranded as Brockhampton, led by Kevin Abstract and formed partially through the online forum Kanye to the Brockhampton is a self-described boy band, so-called in an effort to redefine the term. Complex Magazine describes the group as gay, black, white, DIY, ambitious, all-inclusive, and would-be pop stars. That's how I describe myself. (laughs) (laughs) And this diversity is what largely distinguishes their lyrics and sound. Their group consists of vocalist Kevin Abstract, Matt Champion, Meryl Wood, and Dom McLennan, uh, and then a whole bunch of other people. I don't got time to get into all of Brockhampton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine. Um, it's their sixth studio album released uh, this past April 2021 through RCA and received generally positive reviews from music critics. Um, so during my uh, hunt for hip hop over the last couple of months, fell into Brockhampton. I don't know how, to be honest with you. I don't know when Does Spotify. Does anybody know how? <laughs> I don't know how you would find these guys. Like I, I would assume through Flatbush. Like for some reason, I assume I would through s- that some way. If you, I don't know how. I guess you got into Odd Future, right? Yeah. So maybe maybe through, through that, Odd Future. Yeah, that makes I'd say sense that's too. the most comparable like scene. Mm-hmm. But they are so like. They're obscure but mainstream ish. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's um, it doesn't fit with all the other stuff like the Meek Mill and you know Drake stuff that you're yeah. talking about. Right. So yeah, I was, uh, uh, but I yeah I guess like ASAP Rocky like yeah I don't know <laughs> yeah they're a confusing group of guys they like, are for yeah. sure um, which I like that yeah uh, diving into them more there's stuff that I do like from them and stuff that I don't care for. Mm-hmm. Um, but once uh, this new album came out, as I was making this mix and I heard the album, I was like, fuck, this album's mm-hmm. really fucking good. Yeah. Um, but RJ, what is your relationship with Brockhampton? I'd never heard of them except for the one song Devin showed me where he was comparing Eminem to one of the members, uh, Swamp, <laughs> I believe the name. Yeah, Swamp or Gummy? It was, oh, swamp. It was swamp. And he showed me the video. You see, like, you see the white guy and he acts weird? That's Eminem. <laughs> uh, the talk that we had. Yeah. Uh, um, so with them, I, I didn't know anything about them besides I'm like, I recognize that name. Come to find out it, it was that the, the, music, the music video he showed me on MTV TRL. Yeah. Back in the day. And <laughs> I kind of just started looking up stuff of them. I saw the little boy band kind of stuff about them. I was like, Oh, they call them a boy band. And I was like, I respect that. <laughs> and it was just a collaboration of just a whole bunch of people. And then they went on the Kanye West forum. I saw that. And then I started watching just YouTube videos, and on YouTube, I have this one that I always go to, and it's just kind of like people react to social media or life, and that's the concept of it, where they're just like, hey, we show kids Furbies, like little like 10-year-olds, <laughs> and they're like, this is creepy, and then yeah. like, they'll show adults like you know an Eminem video, and it just shows their reaction, and they have this one for college students. And it showed it, and then literally a music video would come out, and he's like, hola, me llamo Roberto. And they're like, is this Brock Hampton? And every single one is so excited about it. They're <laughs> like, this awesome. is Brock. Like, we know who this is. Yeah. Apparently, the youths love this. Two people at my co- uh, co-workers at work, they're like, oh, we know this. We know the song. We know the album. We know them. They're Fuck great. Yeah. <laughs> so the kids know this group. Devin, would you have ever guessed <laughs> five years ago? No. <laughs> This is Hilda. the thing, and people all know them. Yeah. I I found them when they had the first Saturation album out, and it was a music review that I saw on YouTube from the guy Anthony Fantano, the Needle Drop guy, mm, yeah. whose opinion I respect He's greatly. A busy on music. music nerd. He's the internet's busiest music yeah, nerd. There we go. Yeah. Um, and uh, he yeah he rated it like a nine out of ten or something, which is unheard of for him. Mm-hmm. Like Death Grips was on the same level for him. And uh, I was like, okay, I got to check these guys out. And I found out about them. I was like, there's, some, like, there's something weird about them. And I, I did compare them to Odd Future a little bit at the time in the sense that they were kind of like an obscure collective of artists yeah. that could each – like Flatbush Zombies I love. But if each of them break up and go do their like own solo projects, it's not as interesting as if – these guys did all their solo projects. Like I'd listen to each one of these guys stuff the way I do with odd future. And there was something about it, that boy band aspect that like got my attention. I was like, yeah, this is more than a collective. It's people, you know, it's not one person making beats and Mm. then five guest rappers on it. Yeah. It's more like they take the group seriously. Yeah. Similar to like, I would say like spillage village or, um, Yes. Uh, Earth Gang. Like, they, yes. they take the yeah. fact that they're a group seriously. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not just a mixtape, basically. Yeah. Like, they're actually making music collectively. 
Oh, so I don't know if you've seen any of their music videos. Yeah. But like, literally, I was watching them and just watching all of them. I've seen a lot of, you know, like Eminem D12. The D12 person would be up front rapping and they're just all kind of hanging out in the background, kind of like, yeah, they're doing their verse. These guys are like every one of them knows the verse. Every one of them are like hanging around. They're like, oh, here comes the good part here. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they all sing along and they're all like dancing. And I was like, they all look like they're having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we know your words and you know ours. <laughs> and yeah. each one of them has such a unique voice. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's the like a I think there's like a Nigerian guy in there that has the coolest coolest bars yeah like he's he it sounds like he's speaking a different language most of the time and i'm like oh he's just got a heavy accent and it's rad yeah and he's got the coolest flow to his rhythm um there's like i think two white guys one of them sounds like a minnesota rapper the other one sounds like a mix between like eminem and icp (laughs) but i like it yeah yeah and there's a singer guy guy too you know like it's such a, a cool collective of people that really like stand out from each other and blend well together. So I would never have thought that something like that would be mainstream popular. Like yeah. the, when I first saw the music video for one of their songs, um, I th- I mean, it had like 20,000 views or something. I don't know what they're at now, but I imagine it's millions and millions yeah. per song, you know, but yeah, I would never thought these guys would be in the mainstream. Yeah, and I'm not. I've only listened to maybe two Brockhampton albums. Um, did you listen to any more from this album, Devin? Yes, I listened to this whole album. Is it after from their earlier stuff to now? Is there like a thread line or a through line? It's different. It's yeah. um, this caught up with where it where like rap music is now. Mm. Not that their other stuff wasn't current, but it's just the stuff that they were. So, okay, I, I'll say that their music hasn't changed much, but the scene has changed. The sound of rap has changed since then. So mm-hmm. they have now caught up with it in a certain way. They've changed a little bit, but their stuff from before was like, like it had influences from Bay Area rap, which I don't like, but, you know, like E-40 stuff. Yeah. Um, it had old outcasts like Stankonia stuff mm-hmm. um, or Equemini stuff. It had like Freddie Gibbs sounding stuff uh, in the Atlanta rap or not Atlanta, like Houston rap, mm-hmm. like DJ Screw stuff. So their influences were all over the place, even like the Minnesota scene, like the Midwest rap style. Yeah. So they ha- they always had that and it seems more palatable and like radio friendly on this album. And uh, but it's still. Yeah, this album is pretty similar. It's just like a polished version of their old stuff, I'd say. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, It says on uh, Spotify they have 8 million monthly listeners. Damn. That's a lot. Yeah. Which is, uh, I looked up just for reference, Tyler the Creator has 11 million yeah. monthly listeners. And then like Taylor Swift said, this is like 46 million. Yeah. Damn. Well, she's new on Spotify, so yeah. she'll get there. <laughs> she brought her albums back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, I really like Brockhampton. I think they're great. And listening to this album, I get why younger people would like it because they have like a scent. They have like an energy in their songs that yeah. I can't tell you what it is. No. I just it just has like a specific energy that like gets me pumped up. You know? Did Did you hear the um, the first song with Danny Brown? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd you like Danny Brown on that one? He was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so good. RJ, yeah. did you hear it? <laughs> yeah. 
No, well, he came on, and I was like, yes, who's on here? Danny Brown. Yep. I didn't even look at like the, the features or anything. I just let it play. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it fits perfectly. Yeah. It fits like everything yeah. going on. I'm like, this is totally a Danny Brown song. Some Danny Brown features, all I admit, are kind of forced. Like he oh, is, This uh, is so much fun. I love that it, one. He's like blue cheese. Like <laughs> It's so good on steak and in certain things, but if you... You know, if you're not expecting blue cheese, it's a little surprising. Yeah. It doesn't go on everything. So, <laughs> like, he uh, he shows up on some songs, and I'm like, okay, that's rough. People that don't know Danny Brown aren't going to be excited about this. Yeah. But, yeah, that song's awesome. That set the mood for the whole album. Then I was going through it and, like, kind of, like, keeping track of all the different styles that they were going through. Since yeah. we've been doing this hip-hop thing, right? I'm like, I'm seeing so much different stuff. Like, nobody else does this, you yeah. know? A Drake album is a Drake album. Yep. Like it sounds like Drake the whole time. You know, this one really pulls from all different styles like really well and I think that shows from, you know, where how they all came together, I guess. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was I was stoked about the song. Made me listen to Brockhampton again. Nice. That's right. Like I think I listened to Saturation 2 and they came out with some albums afterwards, but I just kind of forgot about them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so moving on to track number two, we've got My Life by J. Cole featuring 21 Savage and Moray. I think that's how you say that. Maury? Moray? Wait, uh, the guy that you are not the father. Maury <laughs> uh, Off the most recent album, The Off Season. Uh, it's track number three off the album, coming at three minutes and 38 seconds. Uh, Jermaine Lamar Cole, known professionally as J. Cole. American rapper, singer, songwriter, and record producer. Uh, Cole is regarded by some as one of the most influential rappers of his generation. Born on a military base in Germany and raised in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, Cole initially gained recognition as a rapper following the release of his debut mixtape, The Come Up, in early 2007. Intent on further pursuing uh, a musical career, he went on to release two additional mixtapes, The Warm Up and Friday Night Lights, uh, both to critical acclaim after signing to Jay-Z's Rock Nation imprint in 2009. Um, Self-taught on piano, Cole also acts as a producer alongside his rap career, producing singles for artists such as Kendrick Lamar, Janet Jackson, as well as handling the majority of the production of his own projects. He has also developed other ventures, including Dreamville Records, as well as a nonprofit organization called the Dreamville Foundation. Um, Cole has won a Grammy Award for Best Rap Song. Um, I thought this was funny, because some of the stuff I have no idea about. Uh, in August 2013, Cole and Diddy were reportedly involved in an altercation <laughs> at the 2013 MTV Video Music Awards after party in new york city reports said the incident started when diddy tried to confront rapper kendrick lamar over the king of new york claim in his control verse diddy allegedly attempted to pour a drink on lamar and cole intervened the two started arguing and cole and diddy allegedly got into an altercation which then led to problems between their respective crews after a brief scuffle both crews separated um the internet is a crazy place Oh, I won't read all this. That's too much. I'm just uh, glad that J. Cole's on the right side of history with this. <laughs> you yeah. know, fuck Diddy. Diddy <laughs> is nothing. Yeah. Like, think- if he's going to say that he's part of the rap scene, like, no. I don't care if you produced every album in the 2000s. 
that should be a discredit to your name if you produced every album in the 2000s. It's like saying DJ Khaled's the king of rap. Like, fuck off, Diddy. You got yeah. nothing. I don't care. But he actually rapped, though. I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah, he made rap albums. And, yeah. he, and he made a goat and Biggie. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> so well, he's evolved very much. And Mariah Carey, I guess, apparently. Oh, yeah. Two goats. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Great. They would have found S. success on their own. <laughs> they would have found success on their own. You know, just let them do their thing. Yeah. Without Diddy, without Puffy Daddy. <laughs> Do you think he, like J. Cole's like, you know what, Puff Daddy? He's like, they don't call me that no more. And he's like, I know. I know you're past. <laughs> they call okay, me you Diddy know what, Daddy. Yeah. Doo-doo now. You know what, Sean John? They don't call me that no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my name's Chris. <laughs> That's my new name. Chris. And Chris Bridges or whatever. What's Ludacris's name? Chris. Yeah, Chris Bridges. Chris, yeah. Chris shows up. And they're like, get out of here, Luda. <laughs> Fast and Furious 9. Uh, but this album, The Off Season, is the sixth studio album from him. Uh, the album was executive produced by Cole. Uh, a couple of other people featured guest vocals from Moray, 21 Savage, Lil Baby. Uh, our boy Six Lack is back on. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Spillage Village? Wait, yeah. Or Black? <laughs> yeah. Or is that Earth Gang? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the album was supported by three singles, The Climb Back, Interlude, and My Life. The off-season was accompanied by a 12-minute short film upon its released title, Applying Pressure, the off-season documentary. Um, so J. Cole is one of these guys that I hadn't really heard of before I started taking this dive into hip-hop. Like, oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't like a, like a Drake or a Kendrick or a Kanye where, like, obviously I heard them. Like, J. Cole, I never, I don't think I'd heard his name before. And over diving into hip hop, I was just like, how have I not heard his name before? Especially considering he's been around for so long. Yeah. So I don't really know the success of J. Cole as far as like his albums go. Um, If any of them in the last like 10 years have really, really popped until recently. Oh, no. What, RJ, you might know the name of it. It's like No Sinners or something. Center for Life or whatever, like the one with the crown. Uh, the big album from him was the well, Forest Hill Drive. Was he had a lot of hits on there? Yeah. Um, and and then, was that like I'm assuming like 2014 or something? Yeah, that was the 2014 one, and that had like two, three singles on there. Yeah, I was completely. That's where out. everyone was just like, "Hey, um, I didn't hear about Born him." Born Sinner. Well, that, that's one of his later albums, but that's the one that was really popular. Born Sinner. Oh, that was the year before that. People are um, arguing like this is one of the greatest albums in hip hop. Like it should be included it's a good with like Nas's it's a good album. It has Kendrick on there. Uh, yeah, I that TLC. One of them died. <laughs> so you can't have the yeah. whole TLC on there. R.I.P. No. Left Eye Lopez. But uh, the one after that was literally when he had a lot of mainstream on there. The um, Forest Still Drive. Yeah, yeah. Literally, he's done like a live version of it and a remix off of it or something like that. I don't know, but mm-hmm. that's the album. Uh, but no, he the, he was very popular. A lot of my coworkers know who J. Cole is. Yeah, I had I really I don't think I'd ever heard of him before, especially during if that's the era when his albums were like really popular. I was not paying attention at all to like yeah. mainstream music during that. Oh, I didn't hear about him until maybe 2018. Somebody played the Four Cell Drive one. I was like, who's this guy? Yeah, and they're like, this is J. Cole. I was like, this is 
awesome. I love his energy. I love how he portrays everything. I like how he just like go. It just flows. And I was like, I like mm-hmm. the beats. And they're like, no, that's like him that made it. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if people have like said this kind of stuff before. I know he gets thrown around in the conversation of like obviously one of the most like influential people in the last decade. But like to me, he's like if Drake was really good at rapping. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, and I love yes. Drake, and I love the style that Drake does. I like that he's all kind of all over the place with how he chooses to approach songs. Mm-hmm. But like, J Cole is like, it's like it's he's like a weird mixture of Kendrick and Drake because like he also is like a conscious type rapper, right? And he yes. has a lot of really interesting lyrics and a lot of like poetic stuff and like talking about real shit. But it's also like he his voice and his maybe his tone of voice. I and, love his energy that he has. Yeah. Like he'll be like, I can do it slow, but I'm gonna come now and I'll uh, get it. I'm gonna come now. <laughs> I'm gonna wear a VR headset and pretend like you know I'm, I'm <laughs> playing the tuba. Can I come with you, pussy? <laughs> do you remember that? Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, when you guys were in band together. Yeah. 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 You remember flute class? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, his his uh, like the rhythm of his rhymes is yeah. great. Oh, like I love it. His rhyme scheme is noticeable and awesome. Like sometimes I notice people doing just like A B A B rhyme scheme. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. fuck off. Like you you suck. But like your beat's cool. Whatever. Yeah, this beat is like a total Drake beat. It's so good, and, and it's awesome. And I'm like, I don't even care if it's like a rip off of Drake or whatnot. Like. Whatever, but like, I, people are gonna I also do... hear, you know, especially when that that when it breaks down into that like kind of semi chorus or whatever. Like I hear yeah. like a Kanye influence. Yes, to how Kanye would probably approach something like that. It does, but it also reminds me of. I mean, at the same time, how Drake does that with like current artists. Like Kanye will do it with, um, mm-hmm. you know, with samples basically. Yeah. But his seems more like, oh, I'm going to hire you to sing the chorus on this. Yeah, for, or that's whatnot. True. Yeah, uh, it's more of a feature, but it's in that weird like gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's done, yeah, it's done in a Kanye way, where like the melody of the of the chorus was great. Like Drakes mm-hmm. are just like whatever, you know. It's Drake. It's like supposed to be like indie down tempo. Yeah, rap. exactly. Like lo-fi rap, basically. Um, but yeah, his rhyme scheme is awesome. Like he was, he was like drawing out the rhyme, you know, like. In music, it's like you're you're building anticipation towards something, and you know, like we hear the uh, what's it called the resolution at the end of the bar, and it's like, oh, okay, I feel good now. You can go into the next bar, like satisfying to our ears. He was building that resolution or building that uh, the tension, and then just like combining it together in like the fourth bar mm-hmm. of this like cluster of rhymes, and it's like just such a satisfying resolution. Like, he does that in a lot of his songs, but it's so well done. Like, he's not forcing the lyrics. It's just, like, he naturally – you just see it as a natural knack for it, I guess. Like, sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. RJ, how do you feel towards this new album? Um, I mean, I listened to it, I think, twice, and mm-hmm. I kind of just had it play in background. I was like, all right, I still hear J. Cole in there because um, I have listened to his other stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's it's good. I think I like some of his other ones better. Yeah. Um. I'm not, but I was I, like, it's still there. I, I still hear him. Yeah, I don't go deep enough with J. Cole to like really like understand the difference. But like this album, I like a lot because it seems like not conceptual, 
but it definitely has like a, a, a an idea behind it that he's going for. So yeah. I, I did this weird thing where I just kind of look at the artists that like you know they'll have their albums, and I like the concept I like idea of it, but it's yeah. just like you know listening to J Cole's first album, and I was like, all right, you can tell that he's he he's, he wants to be J Cole, but it's like I'm starting, so it's just like he the more of like the like you know the bad stuff that I'm gonna be a baller, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be gangster, yeah. kind of like his idea of what he wants to be, and then throughout the, the other albums you see the progression. This one, it's just like you're still J Cole. You're you know you're doing what you're doing, but it's like you know it doesn't have. He's grounded. He's like I already made it, so it's like I'm in here. I already produced everything. I already did everything. I already wrapped everything. So I was like, it's just there. Um, I don't know if this would be my top album. Mm. I did like the song. The song was good. Uh, yeah, I love the song. Maybe the few times yeah. that I listen to this more and more and more, because I I did play it like the after listening to the song on the mix, I, I threw the album back on. And I was just like, oh, it, it's it's fun. I, I enjoyed it, but it's mm-hmm. just like, and then this song came on. And I was like, all right, I like, I do like this one. Yeah, um, it's it's a weird song to me to be like all not all of these, maybe three of of these five songs are weird to me that they're like hit singles off an album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you, this song, you... the structure of it. I'm like, wait, this could be played on the radio. <laughs> yeah. That was okay. So that was one of my questions about all these songs. Are these like radio level or like I didn't look at the top hits by each of the artists, but are these like the top five on Spotify? No, not necessarily. Okay. Uh, I think the the Brockhampton one isn't the top song from the this album, but okay. it's a top song from the album. Okay, because they used sense. to issue singles, you know, for yeah. the radio, and that would be how we would determine what which, the best song is apparently you know yeah which i don't know if you guys were able to pay attention but like the first two on this mix are from albums the back three are all singles and you can kind of other than the last one three and four to me it's like oh yeah these are singles like it just makes sense yes. to me that how they're yeah. structured okay so with this j cole one i mean 21 savage might sell that yeah just because it's mm. 21 savage uh, right. he's a huge name uh but mike what have you listened to if you can say an album, or has it been only just like the top played songs from uh, J. Cole? Uh, just his last, this one and the one previous. Okay. Uh, listen, oh, listen. Listen to that Lake Forest Drive one. Yeah, listen to that one. And yeah. I, I'm going to put in my vote for Born Sinner. Born Sinner. Okay. And then that's my um, favorite. I did also enjoy For Your Eyes Only. And then I listened to the KOD COD. I don't know what they actually pronounce that as. Uh, and then I kind of was like, all right, I, I get it. You're J. Cole. But I did love the the four year eyes only the Forest Hill Drive and then Board Center. His first one you listen to it just for fun, just to see where he, like kind of came from. Mm-hmm. But it like uh it was because it's literally his album releases are 2011, 2013, and 2014. Mm. Do you see a RJ? Do you see a Kanye esque progression oh, yeah. through he, J Cole's he's, career? He's in there. Yeah, I kind of see that because like he is so prolific in everything that he does, but. But I, I would sprinkle Drake on top of that easily. Just be yes. like, Drake, Drake's there. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's gathered those influences, but he's not ripping off anybody. Like, the beats are Drake beats for what, whatever that means. Yeah, it's <laughs> German rap. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's it's even weirder, like, because honestly, I've because of the Dreamville stuff, that's probably why I've listened to most of J. Cole. Like, is that just, Spillage Village, right? Yeah. Dreamville? And yeah. Uh, what's his face? J.D. Yeah. Uh, but like it's just crazy the producing skills of him 
for what Dreamville has done, I'm just like, fuck, mm -hmm. all right. Because <laughs> I mean, normally once they start, like, once an artist starts doing because, like, Missy Elliott, she's known now as primarily being, like, one of the biggest producers over the last 20 years. Hmm. But, like, it's Missy Elliott. Like, at what, I, eventually she stops doing Missy Elliott and she's just producing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, same with, like, CeeLo Green. It's like, eventually he's not the artist CeeLo Green. He's the producer CeeLo Green. Yeah, he's yeah he has surpassed Gnarls Barkley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Mac Miller's kind of like that. Like, mm, yeah, he wrote so many hit songs and produced so many hit songs and albums. Like when you look at his career, uh, Man, his last it goes, album is whew, so fucking good. I don't know if I listened to the last one. Yeah, I listened like I got into him real late yeah. and. And I don't know if RJ agrees with me because I don't know if he's listening to him yet, but I love some of his albums. Like, I didn't expect to. I thought it was going to be like an Eminem style, like a new Eminem. Oh, that is the youth. No, he that is, is, that yeah. is the youth. He is real good. He's got, like, he has an actual talent. And yeah. uh, there's like something about what he does that resonates with me. Y'all need to do a Mac Miller mix because I still haven't given him much effort. Just listen to the fucking album. I'm not going to make a mix on it. Yeah, <laughs> RJ, you would really... he. I forget what I you... I feel like he would like yeah, Mac Miller. No, 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 just thing. listen to the 2020 album, Circles. Uh, listen to that because that, the way it's produced, you're going to love it. Because a lot I of people, like people one. wear sweatshirts to my work, like shirts, like being like, I, I'm sad he died. I'm like, I'm... I'm Sorry, like an airbrush R.I.P. Mac Miller shirt. Yeah, like no, him in the clouds. No, R.I.P. They just wear a shirt, yeah. and I'm just like, they're like, no, he was great, and they play him all the time inside, like, well, like in, on the speakers, and I was just like, okay, I get it. You guys liked him. I mean, he's so prolific in the things that he has uh, that he's produced, that he's been a part of, yeah. and I had no idea. And when I saw that, I'm like, okay, I'll. I can't remember the projects that he was involved with, but he wrote uh, like a shit ton of songs. Mm -hmm. The way like he's everywhere. Ed Sheeran is a songwriter in the background as well, you know. And you don't like he wrote the Justin Bieber song "Love Yourself." Like you don't see him getting credit for that, but it's something that he did. Yeah, you know, Mac Miller did a bunch of shit like that for these like huge hit songs and other like non-rap albums. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know what Missy Elliott can do that I would be interested in, <laughs> you know? Yeah. As an artist, but as a yes. producer. See, that's what's interesting about, like, yeah. a J. Cole, whereas, like, or a Kanye, where they can kind of do both if they want to. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it, like, we were talking about Diddy. Like, even if he's produced the best... He can't do both. He cannot do both. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you stole a Sting song and made it your own. Fuck off, dude. Yeah. See, I don't know if J. Cole, I don't know his history too much because, you know, just, I haven't researched that much. But I wonder if he started off as, like, a producer at Beats or whatever. Like, how did he get into it? He kind of said stuff, like, on his albums, but it's like, I don't know his actually, you know. I didn't Wikipedia it. Yeah, is he like Big Sean where he's, like, just a rapper. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, versus Kanye, he's like, literally, I, I made beats for everybody. I got my name out there. And then mm -hmm. I was like, I rap too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he'd almost have to make beats to be a successful producer if he is successful. And in he does that a great aspect. job at it. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like he does if he's doing like JID and Earth Gang and Spill the Spillage Village. Like, yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I gotta look more into that. Yeah, definitely yeah. listen to those. What was the other one? The um, J Cole album. 
that you like. For, forced, uh, forced drive. Yeah. And then uh, the Born Center, and then the For Your Eyes. Only. That's the one. For Your Eyes only. That yeah. one was awesome as well. Like, yeah, that was he's a good got one. a weird progression to the albums that, that is con- Kanye esque. So. Yeah, I've got to take a deeper dive. I really like him from what I've heard, but I just got to take that deeper dive on him. He's yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he's I like him. No, like literally, I think Forest Hill Drive is literally one of those that pop up being like, you know, one of the albums that you played most of the time on Spotify pops yeah. up occasionally because I just listened to it so often. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, so moving on from J. Cole, we've got track number three here. We've got Ugly by Russ and featuring Lil Baby. It's a single. Uh, Russell James Vitali, Vital maybe? Uh, better known as stage name Russ, is an American rapper, singer, songwriter, record producer, and author uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. He is best known for his singles, What They Want, Losing Control, Best on Earth. Um, after years of releasing albums, mixtapes, and singles for free online, Russ released uh, his 12th studio album, There's Really a Wolf, on May 5th, 2017, through Columbia Records. It was certified platinum in 2018. Um, the rapper unveiled his first song of the year, uh, in this past January, a melodic little baby collaboration titled ugly. The accompanying Edgar as Steve's directed video finds the Atlanta natives amid flashing colored lights. Um, ugly comes following a 2020 that was quite the opposite for Russ, who dropped a string of viral hits, including hard for me best on earth. Plus his shake the snow globe album and chomp EP. Um, so Russ, I had never heard of before until like, uh, I think, I think I came across this song. Just there's like a Spotify playlist, uh, that's like, a hot new hip hop or <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> like it's one of those playlists that's like new hip hop, hot tracks, <laughs> sway in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that there's a Spotify playlist called Get Turned, and I like that one, too. (laughs) (laughs) What? But uh, but I think this song was on one of those, and I was like, oh, Lil Baby is on it, but I don't know, Russ, I'll listen to it. And I listened to it, and I remember, like, the first time being like, yeah, this sounds like a good pop song. And then, like, I moved on, and, like, it kept on getting stuck in my head. And I was like, oh, I think it's got to go on here. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, there's something about the, like, catchiness of the chorus of this song that just, like, it it brings to life an era of rap that I don't think is here anymore. Mm. But he does in the song just in the lyrics, if that makes sense. Okay. I don't know if you paid attention to, like, the – the the lyrical part to the chorus but it like it just seems like something that like people don't really say or do anymore um but like he's totally cool with building a song around it um it was about yeah. kissing and holding hands yeah <laughs> just about like stealing a bitch right like that's like mm. the the whole concept of the song is like i'm gonna I'm, i stole your girl right and like just that concept of it just seems like from a different era to me um but the song itself sounds great and like uh, for me anyways and once little baby i think the song probably wouldn't be on here unless little baby was on here because he makes the song better to me yeah <laughs> okay yeah yeah but i'm assuming neither of you guys have heard of russ before no i have heard of him but oh, i never okay. listened to him uh i think some girl that i used to work with listened to him oh, okay that got it. that liked all these like 
all of these artists that I had never heard of before, and that was one of them mentioned. Like mm. I think Bryson Tiller was one of the other ones. Mm. I still haven't listened to him, but I see his name pop up every once in a while. Um, I, I always just assumed that he was Drake 2.0 mm-hmm. just because of his name. It's like, oh, it's a standard name. For, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like Cher. Um, how common is Russ? I mean, not that common, but how common is Drake? <laughs> mm, okay. It's just a standard name, though, you know? Yeah. Yo, we need to go plant some stuff in our, like, you know, planter box out there. Go grab the Drake. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, when Drake Sounds came racist. out, what do you Never think mind. of it? Take that back. <laughs> <laughs> we can go pick some Drake. <laughs> no, I meant rake. Because, you know. Like, yeah, uh, rake, you know, yeah. yeah. Shovels. <laughs> there we go. Um, but when Drake came out and, like, you heard that he was, like, RJ, you were kind of in the rap scene a little bit. Gangster. Randy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were a producer. You had your do rap. Artist. I mean, my, my bebops, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, Got my beats by Dre, you know. But in the era that he came out, it was like Kanye West and like Eminem still huge. Uh, I don't even know who else was like big at that time, but it was rappers. It was like uh, Lil Wayne was yeah. big. And then Lil you Wayne's hear Drake. And you think, who could Drake be with that name? Like, a rapper named Drake? Like, he just sounded like a soft boy bitch. Do you think, like, and mind you, kind of side note, do you think if he came out during that time and he's like, I need to be cool with everyone else, like, you had all your littles, if he was like, oh, maybe I need to come out as Lil Drake. Now, because you guys Imagine are forgetting that, like, Drake was already famous. Yeah, before. from... Because yeah, of Degrassi. Degrassi. Yeah. yeah. Like, that show was, especially in Canada, but, like, that show on the East Coast is fucking huge. Always has been. Hmm. And, like, Drake was already a person. Like, it's like, a, it's like he's like Miley Cyrus, right? Like, he comes from a TV show, and you're like, what is this actor doing rapping? And it's like, oh, okay, he's actually, like, better at this than he is at acting. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it is weird that he has surpassed whatever his name in it was in that show. Oh, yeah, and by far. Miley Cyrus has surpassed being Hannah Montana. Yeah. Like, I would refer to her as Hannah Montana so much when she was first starting making music. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you mean Hannah Montana? I'm going to take Hannah Montana seriously. Yeah. And now she is full on like Miley Cyrus. So, yeah. But this Russ guy, like, I just heard the name Russ. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to take this seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah. This guy named Russ. Yeah. Literally, I think of like my name Russ. is Russ, and I'm here to say, <laughs> I'm here to make rhymes in a real cool way. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do for me, Russ? So I never listened to him, but yeah. he was always just like kicking around. I think he is pretty popular. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a name that's around. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know where he falls right now in the rap scene, but he's like, or the whatever scene because I don't even know if it's rap or hip-hop or i don't know like, it just seems like there's like atlanta and then that's like the nation he's a white guy uh he's he might not be all white aren't you <laughs> showing me a picture right now he might be i don't know he could be something okay else in there i didn't know what he looked like i was just russell james vital oh, he doesn't I mean, have his glasses on. i don't have my glasses on <laughs> oh he, hold, hold on have you read it in uh, his like description inspired by 50 cent and eminem hell yeah <laughs> that makes sense. As well as classic rock. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, it's like Eminem with Freebird. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. Uh, 14 million monthly listeners. Yeah. It's pretty big. Pretty big. That's big. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, some one of my youths like, oh, I know him. And that's that's kind of as far as I got with that. Okay. But, yeah. I haven't listened to anything else from Russ, but yeah. I liked this song. I, it was just kind of catchy to me. And, and yeah. again, maybe it's that Atlanta thing that like he and that you just said he's like influenced by 50 Cent. It's like there's something about the songwriting in the song that just like doesn't seem like from today's age. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. It's like I was talking about before, like uh, new music scenes drawing from things from the past that yeah. are not like the best parts of the past. Like, <laughs> yeah. This seems like it drew from the ludicrous T.I. Mm, era yeah, of rap. For sure. You know, like the beat to it, especially. Um, but it was good. Like, this is the most radio friendly song that By far. is on here. And, yeah. you know, straight up, like every part of it is just sounds like it should be on the radio. Yeah. Like uh, that beat is what stood out the most. And I'm like, this is very different from all the other songs on the mix, mm-hmm. but it fits in the, the most, same wheelhouse. Yeah. It's probably the most conventional, right? Yeah. 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 Um, How'd you feel towards the song, RJ? So this song, um, I wanted to latch on to, like, as of we said with J. Cole, the beat itself. I know yeah. we're supposed to be analyzing, you know, the rap, <laughs> the rappers and the singers. Um, but the beat, I was like, all right, I think I'll like this because it has the horns. It has, like, little trill hats on there. Yeah. And I was like, this is cool. But then it kind of drained on for me. Like, I was like, ah, oh, you're still doing the same thing. I was like, I want something different. I want something to spark my interest. That was the fundamentals yeah, of what I've heard. For me, it's the once Lil Baby kicks in, that's what sparks my interest. <laughs> yeah. 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 Literally, I was just like, all right, I get what you're doing. But I was like, I want Kanye to come up on here and be like, I'm going to change this up a little bit. And yeah. I was like, all right. And change never, the beat altogether. Yeah, he never <laughs> showed up. Yeah. He, he, he never came in. I was like, maybe throw like a soulful, like like just a singer, like pitched up, and I was like, that would have like made it so much better, like halfway through. But I was like, all right, I, I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Yeah, which I think um, is that's probably right for the song. Like it again, it's yeah, the most conventional mm-hmm. type of hip hop radio hit. So I never heard of Russ. Uh, my coworkers said they knew who he was. I, I skimmed through his top hits. And I was like, oh, I've heard other songs that they played by oh, him. Oh, nice. So I was like, all right, I've heard this artist before. Listen to those. Yeah. I don't know if it would be like they are radio friendly. <laughs> really? So literally it's just like, okay. So it's a little different from this one. Yeah, um, interesting. So, so I was just like, all right, I see you. They played it all the time at my work, and they're all like, yeah, I'm just all happy about whatever they, the songs they were. But I think they're a little different from what this one is. Hmm. Just just to check it out, I don't know if you'll love it, but just to see his different side of Russ. Mm. Yeah, I, I might have if... heard it on the radio. Like I've heard some, like this new era of rap on on the local station here is like Roddy Rich stuff. But Hell yeah! It <laughs> but it's like the radio friendly stuff from him, and it's it's melodic rap. Yeah, which a lot of them they're doing like they're singing, yeah. but they're also rap too. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of both ways. Yeah, take a listen. To Some it. of it I really like, and I'm surprised that I like. And I don't know if it's like is this Fifty Cent of this era, or is this like cool <laughs> underground rap? Know. You know, I don't know why they put Fifty Cent like, in there. If I was 33, <laughs> I if that. I was 33 in the year 2001, and I heard Candy Shop, would I be like, hell yeah? 
Maybe. This song is tight, you yeah. know? Like, or... Lollipop. <laughs> or is this still cool? Like, who is this cool with? Like, what, you know? It's got to be the same. I just, like it. It's just funny that we don't assume the same shit happens with everyone, but the same shit mm-hmm. happens with... Because it's like, you you look at... If, if you were going to... A lot of people, when they're in the third... Like, let's say they're 25, right? And they're going to start making music. They're going to go back to what they really liked when they were 15 and start from yeah. there, right? And so a lot of these guys, they're so I'd be from... be a ska band. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, like... I'll be Luda. <laughs> <laughs> Ludicrous ska? <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Let's do the super group. Like, yeah. all these people, other than like J. Cole and I guess maybe Rockhampton people. But like, they're all younger, right? And so it's like what you were saying with new Metal. It's the same shit. Like, it's yeah. just getting slightly put in there we're like yeah i I like 50 cent i'm gonna do something just like 50 cent yeah nothing like 50 cent but it's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah well the only thing is like the beat is like ringtone rap yeah for oh that's perfect yes it is that's it's like the game when i was looking through his discography has a whole album of ringtones on spotify and it's that type of stuff. Like everybody has that Nokia sounding like <laughs> like those horns are straight up like ringtone rap. Yeah. And that's everything that they're doing in the two thousands. Like they only had one uh one drum machine or one synthesizer that made a specific sound. They're like, We're gonna use this for everything. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it, it in that sense, it is it is that two thousands era. But the interesting thing is with hardcore, like we didn't. Uh, we didn't go back to the nineties. You know, we went to the early eighties. No, we went to Minor Threat. Eventually, they did though. Like once Integrity became like the thing, mm. like suddenly everyone was like, "Oh, we need to play music like Integrity." Yeah, but we were also like, you know, Gorilla Biscuits and Minor Threat were like the cool shit. You know, uh, Youth of Today. Like, I never liked Gorilla Biscuits. Old stuff. No, me neither. <laughs> I love Minor Threat. I like. Yeah. I love Youth of Today. But I like Fugazi. <laughs> I, I love Fugazi way can I, more. Can I? Can I side note? For that? Yeah. Yeah. Went to. Uh, I, I got off of work today. I went to the bar next door to my work today, and the coworker was sort of like, or not the coworker, but the guy at the bar was started talking to me about music. I told him I do this podcast, and he's just like, "Oh, really? Like, did you get your tickets to Aftershock?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna look to see who's on it." And I'm like, "Just uh, yeah." And he's just like, "Yeah, like I, I'm in a band right now. We tour with a. Have you heard of the band called Head PE?" And I started laughing. Fuck yeah! I was like, toured with them. He's like, "Yeah," and I was like, I, "He's like, I play guitar," and we're just like, "I've had like five bands." But he's like, I'm so psyched about Aftershock. And I'm like, oh, that's Did he cool. have he's like, tell him I could rap all of Waiting to Die to his face anytime, any day. He's like, literally, I like we opened yeah. for them. And literally, he's like, I bought the whole festival. Like, I'm like, all three days. He's like, it's actually four days. And I don't know if you've all seen all the, the Thursday, which is technically the fourth day. Headlining, <laughs> headlining uh, is Limp Biscuit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sick. What was his, starfish? What, what was this person's hair cut like? Oh, it was the regular. He he was in his work attire. Facial hair. Did uh, he have a little little flavor saver? Uh, you know? <laughs> he, he, did he? Have, he did. Hell his, yeah. His name, Mar- his name is Mario and he plays guitar. How many how many piercings in uh, Did he, he have, have really small gauges? 
He did not. Oh. Okay. <laughs> he was in his collared shirt. He's like, I got to go back to work. I think he had like three beers. <laughs> I <laughs> was like, yeah. I respect that. That's a heavy fan. I think he was Mario? a... No, no, no. I think he was a tow truck driver. So just letting everyone know today, you know, when you hear this. Oh, he didn't work at Pete's? No. Oh. No, he was just like, got to go back to work. And I think it said like something tow truck on his. Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah, if you got to you know, get your car picked up, call Mario and start singing <laughs> Waiting to Die to him. Oh, he'll love that. Oh, He's like, so high. See me still wait for me. Don't play with me. Just let me ride. <laughs> Yeah, the oh amount God. of times Devin's like, hold on, let me sing your song here real quick. And I'm like, I've heard it. And he's like, no, one more time. I'm trying to eat shit that you say to me. Uh, the Meadow? Oh, man. <laughs> Headbeat. Oh, that's, that's a ballad for sure. Rap uh, rock? Yeah, it's a rap rock ballad. All right. uh, Devin, do you have any thoughts on Ugly by Russ before we move on? Um, I liked it. Uh, it was the most radio-friendly one. Um I don't know if I would listen to more Russ, and I yeah, didn't. Me neither. <laughs> the, a lot of these guys, like I did venture into stuff. J. Cole I had heard before. Russ I didn't venture into any more. Lil Baby I'm still like, I'm still not fully convinced on. Yeah, but, he is everywhere right now. I don't know if you've yeah. seen 2021 with Lil Baby, but <laughs> him no. and the next guy we're about to talk about just no, released like, an album together. Like I said last time, literally one of my coworkers was like, "If Drake and Little Baby, the biggest artists right now, yeah, hmm. know them, not Da Baby, no. not Da Baby, Are you sure, Little Baby, he's big because Da Baby's big, da one of the babies, but Da Baby's mainstream, Little Baby's mainstream esque. There's a DJ on the new DJ Khaled album. There's a Da Baby, Little Baby, and Post Malone all in the same song. Oh, that's too many babies. So many babies." Post Malone's like, how am I going to take care of all these babies? <laughs> He's, I'm just going to sing that Spider-Man verse. Do I look like a babysitter to you? <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Track number four, we've got Jump by Lil Durk. Um, well, I guess it could be by a Buka 600. I don't know. but uh, There's too many 600s in there. <laughs> there's, on the song, there's Lil Durk, King Von, Buka 600, Memo 600. Uh, it's a single. Uh, we're going to talk about Lil Durk, though. Uh, Dirk Derek Banks, better known as stage name Lil Dirk, American rapper, singer, songwriter, record executive. Um, he's the lead member and founder of the collective and record label Only the Family. Uh, Dirk was involved in a rivalry rivalry between Chief Keefe and a rival gangster disciple Joseph Lil Jojo Coleman. After Glow wait, wait, Gang wait, affiliate this? Lil Reese offended his gang set, the Brick Squad, not to be confused with the rapper Gucci Man's label. Uh, JoJo responded with the diss track BDK 300K, calling out a vast majority of the gang members, most namely Keefe, Reese, and Dirk. The feud ended in a tragedy after Lil JoJo was shot and killed September 5th, 2012. So, RJ, a couple of weeks ago, Devin texted me. Yes. Devin texted me about uh, a style of music that I had heard of i'd been listening to Lil dirk i heard chief keef but i did not know the style of music had a name <laughs> what what is this name uh what's the name again devin oh, he, he ran away real quick oh why did he run away right go to the bathroom that little bitch uh well oh, god damn it i was i set this all up for him and he just <laughs> does me dirty like this uh, what, what, well what? first off do you mean 
Casey and JoJo? No, not Casey and JoJo. Okay, not Casey and JoJo. <laughs> he brought <laughs> snacks and beer. <laughs> a little joke. Uh, so he has this whole setup for you, Devin, and you ruined everything. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, he, he had everything set up for you. Are you supposed to say I was gone, RJ? I did. <laughs> After I said everything. After he was like, Devin, I'm like, no, he gone. <laughs> you should have said nothing. It was just silence for like 45 seconds. I've been seconds. here, been like, yes. So my setup so was about... Little Dirk and this this beef, and then a killing of a guy, and then my setup was going into uh, then a spawn Drill of a rap. diss song. Yes, follow. And so Devin had texted me a couple of weeks ago, been like, "I didn't know this was like a thing," and I was like, "I didn't know it was a thing either. I've heard these two people, but yeah, apparently drill rap is a thing. Yeah, drill rap. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't like dove completely into it, but." And- RJ, are it's, you familiar with this concept? Not the slightest. <laughs> Did I even tell you about it? It's okay. So <laughs> the way I heard it described on a podcast was better than the description I could find online. But basically, it's a style of rap where the artist incriminates themselves into crimes that they've actually committed in their lyrics. So a lot of the artists, like the secret of or the real artists, are on, like, Reddit forums posting their music on there under pseudonyms of basically admitting to crimes that they actually committed. And Lil Durk is considered one of those. Is this mm-hmm. the guy? Because literally there was a big thing over, like, you know, MTV, and it was just like so-and-so just admitted he killed somebody, and then come to find out the guy got killed, and they're like, oh, I said that in my lyrics, so they arrested him. That was YNW Melly also. Who basically wrote the song? I was like, I'm gonna shoot my friend with an AK. <laughs> and then yeah. he shot his friend with an AK. Yes. Yeah, I think we talked about him last week. Yeah. But yeah. So it's different? A different guy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a whole style of rap, like based on that. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like, I didn't know it was like a concept. And it's funny because Devin texted me and he said that, like, I bet Sean Myers likes this style of hip hop. What does Sean say? And I asked Sean, I was like, oh, like, I. Devin was texting me. We were talking about drill rap, and he's like, "Oh, I fucking love drill rap." (laughs) (laughs) And he knows all about it and all that kind of stuff. And he's the one who's like, "Oh yeah, you got to listen to Chirac, which is on Dat Piff, uh, which is a mixtape that was made in like twenty. Oh no, no, no. He had me list or watch the Chirac um, Vice video. There's like a 15 minute video on YouTube called Chirac. There's also a song that Lil Durk is a part of called Chirac." But it goes into all the drill stuff, mm. which is pretty interesting. It's just crazy okay. to me, the idea. And, like, when you look up Lil Dirk and you go under, um, what's the right word, controversies, it's very long, RJ. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of stuff. It's what a lot. What did he do? <laughs> exactly. It's a lot. It's a ton of shit of just, like, it's just crazy to me that, like, these guys are real. And then they talk about the real shit that they do. So. Yeah. Is it still like the interview with you, you heard about Freddie Gibbs, and you're like, we know he did some shit. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, Freddie yeah. Gibbs is technically drill rap, I guess. He's just confusing, because at this point, no. like, he's considered an L.A. rapper, because he's been there for so long now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's better than saying, like, you're an Indiana rapper. You're Gary, yeah. Indiana rapper. Because he's not a Chicago rapper, right? Even yeah. though he's from outside of Chicago. But, like, he doesn't sound anything like yeah. a Chicago rapper. <laughs> no. no. I hear no gospel in his songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, so Lil Durk is, is a name that over the last couple of months I'd heard and fell down the rabbit hole and was listening to. And then Devin and I were talking about him. And he's very, very popular right now. Um, like I said, hmm. Lil Durk and Lil Baby just released like a mixtape together, I believe. Um, it's really good. Um, but yeah, so this song, uh, out of the stuff that I've heard from Lil Durk, uh, I like this song a lot. Um, especially because it doesn't like... I don't know what style of hip-hop this song is because it doesn't stop. I don't know if that makes any sense, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, it at all, but it doesn't really seem to have, like, a structure of, like, a verse-chorus type deal, and it just kind of, like, it keeps on going for, like, yeah. three minutes. <laughs> on future. Tyler Creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even yeah. those, they have, like, parts where they slow down. This song, it doesn't really mm-hmm. slow down to me. Mm, not at all. <laughs> It's just like it's just going the whole time. I'm like, yeah. People like this, all right. People like yeah. this. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I, I I like him. I like the song. Um, RJ, when you played this at work, did anyone peak peak their interest? Uh, so this song, I, I unfortunately got very busy at work, oh, okay. and I haven't wasn't able to play it for a lot of the use. Oh, okay. Um, this song, the only input that I had was Little Dirk, Sick, uh, King Von Dead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's as far as I got. Um, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so apparently King Von has died. <laughs> that's uh, weird. I have the shortest amount of notes on this song also. Yeah. <laughs> but I really, I really like it. Did you? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know who to compare this song to. Yeah, that, yeah, the lyrics to it for sure. And... I mean, the beat to it is like a, a real dark beat compared yeah. to these other songs. And I like it. Yeah. And I want to listen to more of it. But, yeah, I don't know who to compare it to, like you said. like It's not sing rap. It's not melodic in a way. Like, it is melodic, but it's not. Like, I don't know. It's bordering on so many things. Yeah. See, this it's just a beat. Like, okay. So my actual feelings of the song was one of those where i heard it and i was like hey mind you try to be nice about this but i was like i think i want to hate this song (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i was like i like but then i listened to it and i was just like all right i feel it i feel it like literally i i Mm -hmm. I feel like if you took out the artist you took out the trill hats a little bit and you threw eminem on it i'm like it would fit perfectly Mm, he's just like i'm angry i'm upset and my mom was mean Literally, and just raps about it. And I was like, this is a dark song. And I was like, I think that's why I'm latching onto it. And then literally, like you said, they just keep on flowing over it. They just keep on going. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and I was like, all right. Like, I feel there's something in me that's just like, I don't love the song, but I don't hate the song as well. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I enjoy it, but it was just like. It's melancholy. Yes, very much so. Yeah. But I do like the versus the last one. I was like, I like kind of the horns. I like the beat. But this one kind of just drew me in, and I think I like the collaboration amongst the the rappers and the artists on there. Just kind of like everything together. But I was just like, I, I don't know. It just drew me in. Yeah. yeah, this one. Yeah, it was. It's weird hearing kind of the same thing from you. So it makes me feel like it was like a hypnotizing song in a way. Yes. Ooh, yeah, it, that's perfect. Like yeah. it, it, the unconventional structure of it, the darkness of the beat. Like, I think the thing that kind of hypnotizes you is the. Um, the fact that it doesn't really have that structure, like yeah. that structure's there to like break it up and you know 
give you a hook to remember. Like that's yeah, the radio friendly formula. And if this is a radio friendly song or a popular song or a popular artist, like it's odd that he would do that. Cause this is uh MF doom esque in a way, mm. you know, yeah. where he would just have a simplistic beat and he's just gonna like, I'm going to rhyme this with this and this and just fucking go and not stop. You know, like there's no structure to it. Like MF doom doesn't have catchy hooks for choruses. Right, yeah. It's just the fucking rap, and I I love that. Uh, in in any other context, like I would research this guy immediately, but in this context, I was like just hypnotized by it. Yeah, in a way, you know, that is interesting. Just the idea that like this song on an album with fifteen songs could just be buried in it, you know. But yeah. to release it as a new single is just like. I guess. I mean, I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the surprising thing where I'm confused by it. And yeah. honestly, the placement in the mixtape is perfect in the sense that if the five-song mixtape was a song, you would put the bridge at number four, and this is one long bridge. Yeah. You know? So yeah. It, it fits. Like, it, it really fits, like, the flow of the mixtape, uh, especially going into the last song. Like, yeah. it worked really well. So like, I know that I know a lot of that sounded like bad stuff that I was saying about the song, but it's it's a good song, yeah. and I really like it, and I want to hear it in the context of uh, like minded songs, like more like the uh, Little Ugly Man or like Denzel Curry mm-hmm. stuff with this, and really see how it like flows together. But yeah, I like the song. Even their like uh, their rhyme scheme, just the whole thing, just kind of it's. I feel like the whole song with the beat, it's the, the whole thing. It's dee and I was just like it I was like alright I get the triplets I get what a lot of like the new rappers do the triplets what they rap on and I was just like I want to hate you but I kind of <laughs> I kind of just like you know what I, I enjoy this yeah and, and it kind of just sucked me in and I was just like I just want to turn it louder I just want to turn my subs up and I just want to <laughs> melt into yeah. this yeah and like I, I'm intrigued to see what else they do Um, I looked it up I think uh he has 15 million monthly listeners. Yeah. Hmm. Very popular. RJ, out of the five songs on here, which one tickled the bass in your car the most? Do you know? Yeah, which one slaps? Um, th- they all had their potentials. Uh, I don't know the top of my head which mm-hmm. one was which, because okay. some of them I'm just like, I'm going to have to turn you down because people are <laughs> staring at me. <laughs> Because some of them, it's just like, I feel like they're like, okay, that's a good 808, so it's just deep yeah. versus very punchy. And then I have to turn the punchy ones down because they're just obnoxious. And I'm just like, ah, you're just, <laughs> you're, you're going to break my speakers being so loud. Yeah. Um, but they, they kind of have that. Like, you know, you have your West Coast to East Coast. Each one of them have specialized in different things. Um, J. Cole has always, every time I play J. Cole, I'm like, all right, J. Cole, I have to turn yours down a little bit. Don't fuck my shit up. He, he, he does the eight oh eights kind of thing, but he has those punchy bass uh, lines, and I feel like they're gonna blow up my subs. <laughs> so I always have to turn J Cole's down for some reason. Um, that and the funniest thing is, I think it's just mixing. Uh, but last time, Ella Voss, I can't listen to her with my subs. Yeah, she go hard, <laughs> hard as fuck. She, she'll like destroy my subs. <laughs> No disrespect, you're great, but uh, if you ever want to do a photo shoot, but yeah, but get your shit together, first, get your you know? shit together, remix your shit. Yeah, 
Ella. Yeah. <laughs> That's even your real name. But overall, it was a good uh, bassy mix. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, last but not least, we've got my guy. <laughs> <laughs> my boy. He really is. All right. So we've got chapter number five. We've got Street Runner by Rod Wave. <laughs> Rod Darius Marcel Green. Known professionally as Rod Wave, American rapper, singer, and songwriter, he is known for his strong voice and incorporation of R&B and hip-hop. Rod rose to fame uh, with the 19, or 2019 single Heart on Ice, which went viral on YouTube and TikTok and peaked at number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100. Rod's debut album, Ghetto Gospel, peaked at number 10 on the U.S. Billboard 200. His second album, Pray for Love, in 2020, peaked at number 2 on the Billboard 200 and included the song Rags to Riches, which peaked at 12 on the Hot 100. And his third album, Soul Fly, debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, marking his first chart-topping album. The album features the tracks Richer, uh, featuring Polo G, Street Runner, and Tombstone, uh, the latter of which is the highest-charting song, peaking at number 11 on the Hot 100. Uh, Street Runner was released March 10th, 2021 as the lead single from Soulfly. Um, it was produced by Carlton Banks, uh, London Blue, and I don't know how to say that. Uh, and samples Mixed Signals by Ruth B. Uh, the song peaked at number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100, being Wave's second highest charting single. Uh, Street Runner inspired the design of a video game, of the same name, which Rod Wave launched in collaboration with Cruel Toys to promote the song March 17, 2021. According to Wave, Street Runner is a personal song about the sacrifices I made to pursue this career that I have now, all while never forgetting about the family and loved ones I'm doing it for. This video game brings my story to life beyond the music. And the song Rod Wave reflects on a relationship that he did not have time for and the success and chaos his career has brought him. He sings about having achieved his dreams, but still missing someone. The song ends with a voicemail message from a woman who tells wave that she loves and misses him. All right. So I was listening to a a podcast and Charlemagne was talking about how he had this kid on named Rod wave. And he was talking about how, He's on the breakfast club because of the pandemic and everything. He was giving some more love and attention to like the up and coming rappers or the people that are like just new or huge on like the rap scene. Mm. Um, just because he's like so old school and old, you know. Mm-hmm. And the young, he said like, "Oh yeah," and the young rappers like they don't give. A fuck he just doesn't want to get in a fight with Birdman. Yeah. Over Skype. <laughs> well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so, like, he had Rod Wave on his podcast, and I, I, I heard that name, and I was like, oh, Rod Wave. And so, I was like, that's a fucking weird ass name. <laughs> and so, I was just like, sounds like you're shaking your dick at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I was just like, okay, let me look him up. And I turned on that his most recent album, Soulfly, and I was just kind of perplexed because this was back in March when I started listening to him. And the whole, like, needing to build a mix uh, was built around him. Because I, like, immediately, for me, when I heard his voice, I was just like, wait, what? 
Because again, when you listen to like these first four, I can understand the through line of being this is what's popular in hip hop. And then when I get to Rod Wave, I'm like, this is popular in hip hop. And then I'm listening to more of Rod Wave and, I, and the the album Soulfly, his other two albums are good. Soulfly, it is one of the best albums I've ever heard. And for me, it's because he writes the most seamless pop songs because a lot of the album, the songs on Soulfly are like maybe three minutes long. And they're really crisp, tight, great pop R&B songs that are hip hop, which is weird to say. And then Devin was saying something a couple of weeks ago and I didn't say anything because I was just like, wait till we get to Rod Wave because Devin was talking about like he's waiting for when that 90s R&B style is being influenced again in mainstream hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to Rod Wave. And I was just like, he's he's doing it. Devin. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing it. <laughs> and so like there's there. If I was going to pick a Rod Wave song that I knew that you guys would be interested in, I would have put, uh, like, blame on you. I would have picked that song because it's a very crisp, tight pop song. It's interesting, right? But Rod Wave, he has this through line of these, like, recorded messages that he uses throughout this album. And then just the idea to me that this song, the way it's structured and built is a hit single <laughs> in 2021. I was just like, when I found that out, I was just like, what is happening with today's music? Like I would have never have guessed this fucking weird high pitched girl singing in the beginning of the song. That's a four minute and something second song that has an answering message <laughs> at the end of it. And throughout end, it. Yeah. <laughs> like would be a hit single. I was just like, what is happening in this world? I personally, I picked this song because I love it. But I had no idea how either of you guys would react to this song, especially because I just imagine the first time you guys hearing it being like just how nervous you guys would have been to how shitty the song could be. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm assuming neither of you guys had heard Rod Wave yet. No, no, no. No. I don't know where I would have even heard of him. (laughs) You know, he's he he is like the youth currently right so he's like 19 very popular he's a florida rapper okay um Mm. he doesn't look like a lot of the rappers he's he's a husky boy i rg just showed me a picture of him yeah Yeah. he's a husky boy with a soft heart and a soft voice that makes so much sense i didn't look up a picture of him but i listened to this song and i was like "Mm, and he gets made fun of from like like people would be like can you stop rapping about depressing shit? And he's like, fuck you. Don't listen to it then. <laughs> Cause like all he yeah. raps about really is just like depressing heartbreak and relationships and like what's going on in his life, which yeah. that aspect of Drake, I fucking I, yeah. love. That's right? that's what Drake did. That fuck that made him huge exactly. because nobody else was rapping about how they felt. It was all just money rap and, you know, drug rap. Like, that yeah. was the whole scene. It wasn't people talking about their feelings. Yeah. That's what rap was for. But he changed that and brought about all this other shit. So, yeah. so yeah. R- let's, RJ, walk me RJ. through your emotions on this song and listening to it. Just tell me all your thoughts. All right, the first time I listened to this, didn't know who it was going into it. And 
the very beginning, I was like, ooh, is this like a Kanye sample that they're going to throw something crazy on? And I was kind of, you know, it kind of didn't do that um, going into it. But I was like, all right, I, I still see the emotional base from it. And I was like, all right, I appreciate that. Like, And then I kind of heard him singing with it, and then they kind of ended it with the, the, the voicemail. And I was like, all right, I... I I love the emotional base from this. You remember the first mixes that I made? It was all about emotion. It was all about love. It I was, was all about of this. You. And I was like, I love that idea. It was fantastic. And I was like, I love that. And I haven't heard this artist before, but I was like, something about this artist reminds me of somebody else. And I can't think who. Mm. And Don't you say what I'm going to say. <laughs> I hadn't... <laughs> I'm curious. Don't though. you steal my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Uh, no, 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 no. You tell me. No, I want to know. I, yeah, you go. <laughs> I, did, I didn't pick an exact artist. I, I okay. Mean, so, so I don't have anybody. Okay. I'm, I'm open for suggestions. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it's one of those where I, I, I love it as an ending. It was a nice little like, ending to it. I mean, minus, you know, the whole, you could have taken out some of the voicemail and I would have been fine with it. <laughs> and, uh, but no, the it, message of it, it was fantastic. I love the emotional base on there. It's so, but the voicemail in a mainstream hip hop song, right? All right. <laughs> yeah. Does this describe as it was very smooth? Ooh, I was like, I want you to be like, yes. I want you to serenade me. Like, just yeah. talk to me. Just tell me and be like, what are you ordering right now? And I'm like, I'm ordering a beer. What are you ordering? <laughs> yes. And I like, was like, it, it was smooth, very soothing. Smooth in the way that there was no challenging part of it, right? I yeah. didn't need a chaser. No. It was like, I don't have to focus to listen. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, like, it it requires my full attention, and I will gladly give it to it. Right. No, no. So I didn't. I the first time I listened to this, I just kind of you know you play, you kind of do your mm-hmm. thing, and I think it came on, and I was like, ooh, is this like a Kanye West? Like you know, he's just gonna spice this up and high pitch everything. And I was like, no, it's not. So I kind of zoned out, but I was like, I don't know what I'm listening to in the background, but it's very smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because you got like, that right, that's right. the tickling of the ivories in there, bro. You've got mm-hmm. that nice little tickle in there. Now, did you did you have a chance to play this at work? Uh, so so I, I played it at work, but it's like who was actually there? Because I oh, think the okay. only other coworker I had at the time that was in making like food with me was literally like I listened to Bon Jovi and <laughs> like Journey. I'm a cowboy, bro. Like I like. Oh, I figured well, out what like, the I guy listens to rock. He likes like Bon Jovi, like a Journey, eighty slash kind of early nineties rock. Sick. So I was like, "Do you listen to Corn?" He's like, "Who's Corn?" I'm like, "All right, I appreciate you." So he's Mormon, yeah, probably. <laughs> he grew up homeschooled, basically, right? Ask him how he feels about Journey. He's yeah. very uh, antisocial, and he plays a lot of the video games. Okay, that's cool. it. That's, it. that's him. All right. Sick. So, so I played it, and he's just like, "I don't like it." <laughs> so I was like, "I get it. I get. It. I'll change the music for you." You don't get But no where's soul? the guitar? The other one that knew the other artist on this mix. Was just like, I don't know who this is, but I think I've seen his name featured on something. Nice. So I was like, okay, mm. I'll take that as a yeah. youth knows it. <laughs> it's cleared by the youth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check next, Devin. So <laughs> I'm gonna say a couple things here. It'll be very divisive, <laughs> but this 
is the same thing to me as Macklemore, Beatwise, and Reggae. Now, now the Reggae, it- I understand. Okay. Because he's from Florida. Okay. So he's got like a little bit in his other stuff. He's got that weird – a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about like weird Caribbean influences mm-hmm. in hip-hop, and he has that. Interesting. Okay, because I was going more the route of a Macklemore-style backing track. Mm-hmm. It's similar. It's not – like I don't like Macklemore mm-hmm. at all, but – there's been songs where he's had like a female sample in there. And when it starts playing the song, I'm like, damn, this song's good. And then Macklemore comes in. I was like, ah, you fucked it up. Like, <laughs> Go away. Like, yeah. Just leave the song how it is. <laughs> but it reminded me of that. Uh-huh. And then the reggae sense is something I couldn't re- really put my finger on, but it was how good old reggae makes me feel. Like Jimmy Cliff, Peter Tosh, and old Bob Marley. Mm. Like... All that stuff has a feel to it that is basically what RJ is saying. Like, it's easy. It's easy to listen to, and it makes you feel good. Like, like, I don't care if it's corny. I don't care if No Woman, No Cry is corny. Yeah. Like, I don't care if uh, Is This Love is corny or Three Little Birds is corny. It's corny. It's corny, but it makes (laughs) me feel good when I hear it. It's like uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow is fucking corny. Yeah. You know? And that makes you feel good. Like it had that feel good aspect to it, Especially and everything with to that the melody. Hawaiian dude is singing. Mm. That's the only one I listen to. That and Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Oh no, that's Rainbow Connection. Yeah, um, Rainbow Connection. Connection. Lover, dreamers, and me. Ta-da-ta. Anyways, um, but yeah, this song made it just made me feel good. In. Uh, Immediately when I heard it, like I loved the um, I loved the sampling. It did remind me of Kanye in a way, mm-hmm. but like early Kanye, updated, which isn't what Kanye went into. Mm. But it's this is like college dropout era Kanye made into 2021. Mm-hmm. Like that the soul style samples. I yeah. would say, is it college dropout or graduation? Whatever. Um. It, but yeah, it ju- it just felt smooth all the way through, uh, and then I listened to the whole album, and oh. like I I agree with you, I fucking love this album. It's fucking great, right? Yes, <laughs> and I feel so stupid really? by saying like it's both like, of you. Yes, dude, it's so good. Like it's not like yeah, this song I purposely put on here because it's not. It's like a representation of him, but I could give you a song that you would love, RJ. I would. I, I yes. Uh, I don't. I couldn't even pick a song, but yes, there's, a, there's a, a variation in it, but also it's all the same. If that, yeah, the like, whole album flows so nice. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, and th- even in this song, like the sample of the voicemail in the end, mm-hmm. I loved. I don't like shit like that. Like uh, usually on a radio edit or something, they would. You know, pop that thing they, out of there. They take it out. Like, it doesn't need to be there. But it disturbs, like, rape scene. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is disturbed rape scene. Yeah. They uh, they don't need to take, like, they don't need to keep it in there. So I get it. But in that, it added to it. It added to the whole theme of the song and the whole feeling of the song. Like, it had a lot of emotion in it like, that I don't cute. get from rap. That's cute, and I appreciate yeah. it. 
but so it's, like it's 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 I understand you're saying it's cute, but it's also like there's a lot of emotional depth to him because like RJ, I yeah. would I would give you the song like Don't Forget, like it's it's like the fourth That's or fifth I, song yes. into it, and that song is like it's it's really like mature the way he's talking about a very specific high school relationship. Right. Like he's talking about something that's like very specific that everyone can kind of understand, but it's not in an immature way. There's like some, and when you look at him, you're like, you see a maturity, like you'd be like, oh, he's like probably an old soul with like the way that he looks. There's just like something about him. But like he's just very mature about the way that he's going about things that can be immature. Yeah. It's Mm. lyrical nostalgia. It's basically Mm, us looking back on our past, you know, at the age we are now looking at the age that he's talking about. So it's very relatable in that way. And musically, like it's all, I want to say like guilty pleasure, but it's really not because it's just, like you said, it's easy to listen to. Like the whole thing is easy. And I feel stupid for calling it like, uh, you know, like a revolutionary style of music because it's not like, He's inventing just, something new. Yeah, but he's using like I hear '90s R&B through yeah. all, all of his stuff. Yes, and it's because no one else is fucking doing it like that. Yeah, you know? because all of the rap, like Drake, we were talking a little bit earlier about how he, you know, started talking about emotions, mm-hmm. and that's a huge thing for for hip hop in general. And nobody's doing something like that. And this takes it a level further where it makes you feel. Uh, like you feel the emotion that he is conveying. Mm-hmm. Whereas Drake is just talking about it. He like, he makes you feel it. Not, not like you're going to like feel like what he's talking about, but you feel that he, he believes it, you know, like I don't get that from any other no. rap artist. Yeah. Like that's all why I've always strayed away from mainstream rap. Cause it feels inauthentic and it feels mainstream and formulaic. But yeah. well, that's why when I, got into drake i was just like he's the most relatable rapper i've ever heard yes and when i heard rod wave i was like i can relate to this guy like i'm relating to like an emo band that i heard in 2005 yeah there's just something about him that i don't know what it is but like it's so relatable yes i was like it's stupid but yeah i get you (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i get why you're saying that because it's it's simple and it's uh like that's why i compared it to reggae because at least for me, I mean, for most people, if they just hear reggae in the background, they're not going to be like disturbed by it. Like it's easy listening. It's easy to listen to. Yeah. And it's just happiness in music, you know? Yeah. Like I tend to gravitate more towards like the, um, you know, angry or depressing styles of music or, you know, like the emo style, like sad music and whatnot. So I'm not, you know, I'm not familiar with the feelings of happiness in music. Like, right. That's not really a concept for me, but this is the best example that I could think of that conveys happiness in music. Yeah. You know? Like, I'll listen to Phoebe Bridgers, and none of that shit's happy. Yeah. Right. You know? Like, I look for that kind of shit. I think we all do, kind of. Yeah, I don't but. know who he... Uh, because he's had... Um, I forgot who... He has a song, another song that he features with. I I need to look more into who's ever producing him... And the other people that he's like worked with recently, because who's ever producing them is doing they that little like ba 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 t and t or whatever that little snippet yes, that's in at there. Every song, yeah, like whoever yeah. the producer is is obviously doing that for a reason, and yeah, whoever that producer is is fucking great. 
because like yes. I, I don't get annoyed by that <laughs> i almost did but then yeah. i was like i he, whatever he's doing is great yeah. so like maybe like if he's doing the dj Khaled shit and just advertising for himself basically like oh that's tnt xd okay that's what that is that's what, what he's saying yeah because well i was reading this and i was just like a couple minutes ago i was just like i, I don't know how to say that so i just moved on but it's okay. tnt xd <laughs> Oh, that—that's what he says at the beginning. Is like yeah. TNT or something? All right, going. I thought I was listening to the. Going to famous. DMV. Yeah, every song that I heard on the album at first, I was like, "Is it just repeating the song?" Oh no, it's a different one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, is it repeating? Nope. It's just a different one. Man, I'm same guy, different song. I, I was I purpose like I said, I purposely put this song on because I knew it would make you feel something. <laughs> like yeah. either hate or like. And I'm really glad that you dove into the album. That's awesome. Have you listened to the artist Sampha? Yeah. He okay, so he featured on one of those Drake songs. Yeah. Um that don't think about it too much, too much. <laughs> yeah. He has a similar thing to him and he doesn't rap he's just a you know like a sessions session musician that makes his own albums he's like similar to thundercat in a way mm-hmm. but sampha has so much emotion like um the song uh, no one knows me like the piano is so simple and so fucking beautiful mm-hmm. and he puts so much emotion behind it and when i first heard it i was like i don't know why like i don't know why i like this so much because so many people you know like Alicia Keys can sing about emotion, like the same emotion, and I, I don't gravitate towards it. But when this guy does it, there's something about it that feels authentic. Yeah. And that's well, what I got from this Rod Wave guy. Yeah, well, it's funny with Rod Wave. Like, I, I, like Alicia Keys, she's going to bring her voice dynamically throughout the whole range, right? Yeah. Where Rod Wave, he's just like, I'm staying very consistent. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah i was pleasantly surprised by this nice that's was, awesome yeah. <laughs> um all right so with rj i thought uh two for two how'd two i do rj so rj do you want this last hard sighties no you're good hell yeah <laughs> so I want to be honest. I try to stray away. I try to listen to the songs over and over again. But I think it was mainly the, you know, kind of how I was reviewing them where I'm like, you know, I didn't hate them, but I didn't love them mm-hmm. kind of aspects of them. So that was like one, my favorite artist was J. Cole. Yeah. I, I've listened to all his stuff and I was like, I absolutely love him. My favorite song because of that, I try to stray away, but I went back to J. Cole. So this is nice. two, two. Okay. Um, <laughs> Least My least song. favorite song is, I think for the most part, I do appreciate number one. I think they Brockhampton did a great job. It just every time I listen to it, I was like, it's creative. Every song is different, and I love that. Uh, J Cole, of course, I like that one. The rest one, I was like, all right, I do like the horns. <laughs> little Dirk, <laughs> like it reminds I, me of Luda. <laughs> little Dirk, I was like, all right, I appreciate this one. But I think solely because the stupid voicemail at the very end bothered me so much. And I was like, I, I just wanted the rest of the song to be like he did. I wish it was longer. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm gonna say my least favorite track was the last one. Wow, and I was like, is, I, I like the song, insane. but especially because right. you put a song. Didn't you put a song on this mixtape with a voicemail? Isn't there Wait. like a Tuche song that you put or um, uh, fuck, um, who's that I, other hardcore band? Uh, I text. I, I don't vaguely call. remember this. <laughs> no, who's the other hardcore band that you like a lot? Um, RJ Defeater? Defeater. Defeater. Did you put a Defeater song on with a voicemail? I don't oh, think that one had no, a voicemail. They, they don't have voicemail. Psh, there is no. There is. I know, but I don't know. But with like his mom Defeater. or something. Uh, Touche Amore. The concept oh, I might have talked about it. Touche no, does. No, yeah. I think I talked about him being like, I never listened to the voicemail that my mom. See, liked. I heard that voicemail and I was just like, RJ likes voicemails. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. So, so they don't. They don't play the voicemail, <laughs> but he's literally like, I, I have a voicemail that I haven't listened to me, from my mom <laughs> before she passed away. See, I, I would totally be the same. So five way. would be mine. I'm the same way about voicemails in songs. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get it. But this one in particular, within the context of the song, made me feel happy listening mm. to it. And I'm like, this voicemail is a part of the song. Like, just the whole content of it. It was just nice. It was a sweet voicemail. Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I okay. Not a huge fan of voicemails. Yeah. <laughs> But oh, if it was a text message, you don't. Oh. But a letter was read from a World War II okay. grandfather. That's what it is. Blink one eighty two, <laughs> and he read the letter that his grandma wrote Wait, to his grandpa in World War II. In Blink one eighty two, yeah. No, Defeater has three fucking <laughs> albums about that. No, it's literally called Letters Home. Yeah, but they don't. They don't have a segment of where he just reads the letter, like the voicemail. They just kind of play the voicemail. <laughs> All right. So Blink-182, I accept that one. All right. Whatever. If you would have that one, you would have got a five out of five. Okay. okay, so what I'm getting is you're not against correspondence in general. Mm-hmm. You're just against vocal correspondence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm all it's old fine. school. It's fine. <laughs> Write it out. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. All right. It's funny. Yeah, right, no, I, I get that. I, I get it with the voicemail. I had the same feeling in the beginning when I was listening to the song. Um, and... Then, you know, as soon as I heard the voicemail start, I was like, this is going to be stupid. And then I just listened to the whole thing. And immediately when I heard this song, I went to go listen to the whole album. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, as far as rating the whole thing, that plays into it. Yeah. Found something new that I like. Um, also, uh, renewed my interest in Brockhampton. Um, the other three uh, were good, and like I, it, it fit. It all fit in the play, like the mixtape. So, I thought one three one for you. So, my favorite song five. Ooh, that makes me so happy. I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> makes this me point. so favorite happy. Song's five. <laughs> uh, and you said what one three one? Yeah, yeah. Least favorite three. Yeah, the rest song. And it was it was good. Like it is a radio song, but yeah. it's something that I would like. So uh, it wasn't bad, but it just was my least favorite out of these five. And my favorite artist is one. Nice. So I think for both of us, you got two out of three. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Man, that makes me so happy that you like Rod Wave now. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, I was into it immediately. I was like, oh, this feels good. It feels good to listen to. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> It really did make me think about that in music, like how, like 
I think all of us gravitate more towards music where we believe the artist. Yeah, authenticity. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that is severely lacking in a lot of hip hop. Like Freddie Gibbs has tons of authenticity and that's why I like him so much. Yeah. But it's, so uh the the either one of the two new Freddie Gibbs singles were on this mix up until probably 2 weeks ago. Oh, okay. And I took them I I had uh, between Gang Signs and uh I can't remember the other single that starts off with the Mike Tyson quote. That's fucking great. I don't know if you've heard those two songs yet. But Gang Signs has it's a Schoolboy Q feature, and then the other one is fucking it. It's it's a great song, and it starts with a great Mike Tyson quote. Um, it's from his Big Boss Rabbit stuff that he's been releasing. I think that just played on autoplay for this mix. Yeah, because I remember hearing Schoolboy Q feature on a song, and I'm like, damn, sick. Yeah, but Which like I I like him as a feature, but not as a yeah. He's a little yeah. yeah. Like Oxymoron's like yeah, it's okay. But I, I had Freddie Gibbs on here. I, I only took him off because I don't know if the quote-unquote youths like Freddie Gibbs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I think it's people our age. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. I brought it up to one of the youths, and they said they don't know who he is. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think he's really, really popular amongst the, the people in their 30s. Uh, yeah. One of these uh, the coworkers said that he... Uh, he likes um, Outcasts, um, Aquemini, and he also mm. likes uh, uh, Jazz guy. He likes yeah. He likes J Cole that too. Makes sense. Mm. He yeah. does not know who Freddie Gibbs is. Hmm. Yeah. He's uh, like, he might have played on my mix when I just pushed play, but he's like, I don't know who they are. Honestly, about bad, bad, not good. Uh, the hip hop jazz band. Probably, so he'd probably be way into that. He'd they did that. Love that. Not that album, Sour Soul with Ghostface Killer. I'd be so Boy. interested if he liked anything from. Because I would imagine if you're into jazz, you might be into like this the Alfredo stuff. Yeah, he's he did like three years worth of jazz. Yeah, yeah, the Alfredo stuff. Possibly, yeah, probably because it it's, has like an element to it that's the alchemist element that I yeah. can imagine a jazz head might like. Yeah, yeah. I think what people that are into jazz are looking for is just musicality in general, mm-hmm. which is where rap kind of strays away, which is why people, you know, that like He likes music. a lot of, uh, like, Nas and, like, the Biggie. He'll listen to the old, like, the older 90s yeah. rap. Oh, then he'd like Freddie Gibbs then. Yeah, because Freddie Gibbs like samples. He's, like, yeah. the only mainstream rapper who sounds like he should be. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so, yeah. Like, there, there's a lot of people that at my work that are just, like, listen to J. Cole, and then they'll listen to, like, newer rap. He likes, you know, J. Cole and old rap. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Freddie show gets, him MF Doom. He might like them. If he's yeah. never seen Doom. Ooh. I would probably um, love him. All right. RJ, what are you going to rate this next? So... Overall, I, I like J. Cole. Um, the first... <laughs> Orally. <laughs> Orally. <laughs> I, I enjoyed J. Cole a lot. And the first... Uh, just, I love just the creativity of number one. And number three was, you know, I, I appreciate the horns. But I was like, I get what you're doing. Number four, I did like that, minus the second guy died. Um <laughs> And then number Poor five, guy. I appreciate what that was. The voicemail. I mean, if you took out the voicemail <laughs> and just added a longer song, I would have liked that better. I'm pretty sure there's a glass jaw song with a the voicemail. There is. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, secret, my, secret body, song? my mind, my mind, my mind, my mind, oh, yeah. my mind. Yeah. yeah, my heart stays in the lead. Yeah, it's just him being a uh, racehorse announcer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close. That's though. the voicemail. My body, my mind, my body, my mind, my body, heart. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, overall, it was good. I just have my couple grievances. I give you a three point nine on this. No, oh, so close to a four. Yeah, so close. I was just like the voicemail. Just you would have been a such four, a hater but, yeah. on that voicemail. <laughs> hater on the voicemail. Like, I again, do voicemails. I just text. Again, I can show you a handful of Rod Wave songs, and you will change your mind about him. <laughs> I want you to listen to the album because I'm curious. I'm curious. Yeah. You know, yeah. both of you praise it. I'm. Yeah, I'm just curious if you see like if you see what we see in it because yeah. uh, maybe we're just crazy. You know, <laughs> maybe we don't know what the fuck we're talking about because it's rap music and we don't know what that is. You yeah. know, <laughs> we're new to this. Um, but like. It got me thinking about um, just emotion in music in general and how I always thought I was musically diverse, you know, like, ooh, I listen to all different styles. I'm like, yeah. yeah, but the shit that I like is the sadder stuff. Yeah. It's like, what happy shit do I like? Like, I don't know of any songs or artists that sing consistently about happy shit. Like, the emotion of happiness, you know? Or joy that I would really gravitate towards. Um, oh, you but mean it, you don't like Christian rock? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've been tricked by Christian radio <laughs> so much, and I do like the band Need to Breathe. I will say they are pretty positive. Um, but yeah, I, have you ever turned on like a you're looking for a radio station or something, and you hear like like oh this song sounds cool. It's a cool radio song I've never heard before. <laughs> And you start listening to it, it's like, this dude's got a good voice, and this is well-produced. And they're like, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's a Christian song. Yeah, I can always been... tell by the drums. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's either that or, like, one of those new country songs mm-hmm. where it's, like, not new country until it gets to the chorus. And yeah. then I'll hear, like, the verse, I'm like, yeah, this sounds cool. Fuck you guys. So one of my uh, coworkers me. listens to uh, the very Christian-inspired music. Uh-huh. So it'd be like, you know, something where it's just like a straight-up like rap song. Like, I did this and I'm like, ooh, okay, you're pretty hard today, aren't you? And then would be like, yo, with Jesus. And I'm like, god damn it, yeah. this is a Christian rap. <laughs> I was like, I hear it. No, I it's hear just it Kanye West's new album. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could be. But, you know, they cover different genres. should play your Jesus Walks by Kanye. <laughs> I should just play the... the Listen to this Christian I band I should probably just play found. that album by Kanye West. Yeah. His gospel album. album. Yeah. And she'd probably be like, I appreciate this. I was like, cool, you like Kanye West now? She's like, no, nah, he's the devil. <laughs> Yeezy. Like, right. Yeezy. You talking about Yeezy? <laughs> My pastor Yeezy? <laughs> I go to his church. I buy all his merch. <laughs> I buy them white t-shirts. Christian white t-shirts. You rhymed on all three of those, by the way. <laughs> oh, you think I don't know it? <laughs> I'll fucking show it. <laughs> uh, Devin, what are you rating this next? 4.4 out of 5. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's pretty much an automatic 4 Anytime I there's five songs that I haven't heard, mm-hmm. unless they fucking suck, which <laughs> probably is not the case. Yeah. So 
that uh that was a big plus five things five songs i haven't heard um the last one i was really surprised by and it like got me thinking so anything that makes me think more about my musical tastes yeah. is awesome um yeah like the, the the rust song was still good too like the worst song on the mix was still good yeah and uh i liked the organization of it also nice like rod wave had to be at the end uh like i was saying with little dirk like at four was kind of like the bridge to the mix and it felt like that too yeah um opening with brock hampton was great and yeah it was all it was good put together well nice all right so you gotta we gotta remember rj 3.9 and devin 4.4 because the next time i'm up it's gonna be part two okay and so you're we're gonna have to we're gonna be comparing okay okay yeah, All right. it's gonna be interesting. There's no voicemails. <laughs> yeah, thank part you. Two. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Might be a voice memo or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think for this one, I'm gonna give myself a four point three, um, and uh, I've I, for me, it's a four point three because the next one, part two, is, is a fucking banger. It's really good. You said that these ones are the hits, right? The hits. Yeah. So, well, not necessarily. These well, part two okay. take that so, out. So, <laughs> mind you, I like the hits. So I'm just throwing that out. I like the hits. So it's gonna be bigger than a three point three point nine. It should be <laughs> so, theoretically. If there's no voicemails, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, part the I formula would say, fits. I would say part two are hits for us. These I these like are hits for youths that I like, right? Okay. Part two is going to be hits for us. It's like Garth Brooks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Devin, what do you got for us this next week? Um. Well, it is summer. And, Please don't uh, tell me the windows are going down. The, <laughs> let me tell you about these windows. I don't have windows. <laughs> I mean, we haven't had a part two. No, it's not that. Um, it's called Indian Summer. Ooh, love the title already. Mm. Now, are we talking east or west? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I should probably send it. I'm just sitting here <laughs> blank faced. Like, I guess you'll find out someday. Um. Yeah, I mean, any more any more questions about it? You guys, got any ideas what it is? Uh, uh, stuff you listen to while eating Indian food. That could be anything, depending on my mood. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Depends on how spicy it is. Uh, stuff that reminds you of Indian motorcycles. Yeah, stuff to listen to on a motorcycle <laughs> with my hair blowing in the wind. Only Indian motorcycles. <laughs> Only Indian motorcycles. True. The classics. Yeah. So it's just five songs of George Thorogood and Destroyers, <laughs> Bad to the Bone. Yeah. Yeah. I just sent it. Um, oh, I mean, is anybody going to think of Indian music in general? Like Bollywood music? I'm excited for this mix. We got some 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 loves here. How okay? I know at least two of them. Uh, you guys have never heard of. I hope uh, I know three of them. I know three of them. Okay, and I think um, yeah, two and five. I don't know those. Wait, two and five. But you know four? Hell yeah! 
Are you sure? Yeah. Or are you thinking a passion pit? Ah, You're have... thinking a passion pit. No, I'm yeah, not thinking have... a passion pit. I might have two. Okay. RJ's thinking a passion pit. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike, you never heard five? Loves that passion pit. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never heard five. Bitch. Okay. All right, I'm excited for five. this, too. I know you know five. Because I know Devin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right, well, so it's... It's you know it's just a summertime, a summertime mix, Indian summer, lazy days, hazy days, you know. Windows down, <laughs> windows down, windows up, don't matter. <laughs> summertime. Um, all right, well, you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Five Song Mixtape. You can find uh, the mixes themselves on Spotify. You just gotta search Five Song Mixtape, all one word. And uh, you can yeah. find me on OnlyFans. Ooh, S- spreading them cheeks, boy, all day yeah. long. I'm How about a photographer. Yeah. You can find RJ on Chatterbait. <laughs> and give him some tokens. You can find me on Chat Roulette if you're lucky. <laughs> Look for the tiny dick. 